Hello, my name is Sue Ditta, and this is the Electric City Culture Cast. Every other week, the Electric City Culture Cast takes you inside Peterborough's arts, culture, and heritage scene, simply one of the most vibrant anywhere in the province. Our magazine format features interviews with rising stars and emerging artists. We take you behind the scenes at a wide range of arts and culture organizations in the downtown community and on the Trent campus. We delve into the issues that people are talking about, bring you up to date on the latest news, reviews, and happenings, and provide you with information and advice on what to see and how to advance your own arts practice. We broadcast every other week on Trent Radio and all of our shows will be available as podcasts. Hi, I'm Sue Ditta and you are listening to the stylings of Peterborough's own Ada Lee. And I want to welcome you to tonight's broadcast on Trent Radio. We're looking at Black History Month, and I have four very distinguished and stellar guests in the studio with me tonight. So we can take a look at the history of Black History Month, what's happening in Peterborough, and some of the important political changes that are taking place in our city. Um, this is an especially important year to celebrate Black History Month, and Councillor Stephen Wright is going to tell you a little bit more about that. Um, also have Charmaine McGumby here with us tonight, um, who probably most people in Peterborough know, um, has been very involved with the Peterborough Race Relations Committee and with Black Lives Matter. She works at Sir Sanford Fleming College and is a stalwart member of our diverse community. I can't see her. I'm trying to look over my shoulder at her there. Um, and two of Peterborough's most outstanding artists and two, I would say, spoken word artists who are recognized all across Canada, Canada Niambi Tree and um, Elizabeth Prentice. Jenkins. Jenkins. I've been doing it all day. EJ. I'm so sorry. EJ. I, I, I don't know why that other name is stuck in my head, and I apologize. Anyway, we're thrilled to have them here today. A little bit of art, a little bit of culture, and a whole lot of politics. And I'm going to um, remind you that February is Black History Month, and in Peterborough it kicked off last week when Ada Lee was presented to, with the keys to the city, and Stephen Wright, our newly elected councillor, he comes from out west, but he's been in Peterborough for 15 years. Although Bill Lockington once told me even your grandfather's grandfather had to be born in Peterborough to be counted a Peterborough person. So we've all got a long way to go. Welcome, Stephen. Thanks for being here tonight. Thank you, Sue. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that Keys to the City event? How did it come to be and why was it important? Well, it, it was significantly important because uh, I've been in the city for 15 years, uh, as you mentioned. And during the 15 years that I've been here, I've never heard of uh, a proclamation being made for Black History Month. Uh, in fact, I typically went to Toronto to celebrate events. Uh, but being recently elected, when I uh, had the opportunity to talk to our mayor, uh, Diane Terrian, and presented her with the idea, there was absolutely no opposition from her at all. She says, run with this thing. It's significantly important for the community, and, and she highlighted and recognized that, you know, the community is here. Um, and, you know, to contribute to the black community, you didn't have to be black. So, you know, she was quite uh, pleased to, um, you know, issue the proclamation. 
And at the same time was when I suggested, uh, you know, that there was a resident that used to live in Peterborough. I, I didn't know her health condition. And I'd spoken to Ada Lee and realized that she was doing well. And I said, wow, well, let's find out. Has she ever been given the keys to the city? Because she's made significant contribution to Peterborough. And in fact, her contribution that she's made to the city it makes it easier for me to stand on her shoulder. And she's actually set the bar pretty high. Uh, for what should be expected of anybody who makes contribution in the social justice to the city of Peterborough. I mean, Ada Lee contributed so much to the city. For those of you who don't know her, she's a very accomplished musician, singer, choir leader. Um, I first got to work with her on the city's Centennial Celebrations mm-hmm. Committee in 2005, and she created a, an entire choir just for that event. Um, and she was wrote music, but someone who... Um, quite distinguished her in her own right but you know hung out with Sarah Vaughan and all kinds of other people and it, we were so sorry to see her go um, she was getting older and went to live with um, her daughter I think in it, Vancouver. yes right so it was great to see her back the uh, church was packed met George Street Emmanuel um, was packed and uh, to hear the proclamation mm. Black History Month has been around for a long time Charmaine I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the history of Black History Month um, well Black History Month um, started in the States and um, we been um, recognized here in Canada since uh, the 80s provincially by Rosemary Saddlers and officially federally um, in 1995 um, Canada made it an official uh, Black History Month for uh, all of uh, Canada so having the proclamation um, this year uh, 2019 was big uh, for us and uh, community race relations uh, every year we do different um, activities for Black History Month, but I have to say that this one, 2019, was our so far um, was really just amazing. Um, mainly because um, in the past when we've had events, we haven't had that many people come out. <laughs> so you're getting the crowds this year. <laughs> So, um, needless to say, it was well attended, of course. Um, giving the keys to Adelie was uh, just the icing on the cake, to say the least. Um, and then we had one event on that day, um, I Am Not Your Negro, mm-hmm. uh, that was put um, by the Unitarian Fellowship. And that was, again, very well attended. What was that event? Uh, that was a movie uh, by James Baldwin. Um, he, it was a documentary. And basically, um, it just really talks about uh, the black history in the States and um, how uh, blacks are viewed um, in the American life. And it was, it was a, kind of a hard watch, um, to say the least. And then uh, Rosemary uh, Sadler's um, uh, topped it off with a, a question and answer discussion afterwards. So again, that was well attended. And our next coming up event on the ninth, uh, supposedly you have to reg- well you have to register for it on the many windows one door. Uh, yes, and uh, one night. yeah, and that is almost close to f- capacity uh, with registration already. And yeah. I'm performing at it. Yes, <laughs> that's Niembi you hear shouting in the background. Um, Sorry, yellow. Both Niembi and Elizabeth are involved in a number of events during Black History Month. Elizabeth, I'm just going to skip ahead for one second. Can you tell us the one about love and history? Love and Black History at Sadler House? 
Is that ringing a bell for you? Borderless. Oh. Borderless. Oh, I'm just performing at it, so I'm uh, going to bring my poems and do a set and watch the other artists and enjoy it's myself. It's a pretty great yeah. lineup. Yeah. I'll, I'll give the dates and times of that one in just a minute. Can I ask a question? Of course. Um, it was about uh, the event you were mentioning in the mm -hmm. movie, I Am Not Your Negro. Yeah. If people haven't seen it and they want to watch it, where would they find it? Like, is it on Netflix? Do you just stream it? Like, is it easily accessible that way? Uh, that's a really good question, Yambi. Um, I wasn't the one who actually got the movie. I actually have it uh, okay. on my computer. I am very... Uh, bad with technology. Okay. So if anyone can figure out how to get off my computer and they want to see it, it is a fire starter. You I should watch totally it. I can totally do that. Um, Maybe BLM should do it. But I do have it. Yeah, yeah I would totally All right. recommend it. Yeah. I like I yes. like the guests that totally take over the show <laughs> here. That's why we bring these totally people into the studio. The so BLM is Black Lives Matter with Charmaine. All of the people really in this room, but particularly Charmaine and Niambi have been involved in a really important anti-racist um, activist group in Peterborough, anti-oppression group in Peterborough. Um, I'm wondering if we, do you want to give your email out, Elizabeth, if people want to connect with you to see that film? Um, I would prefer them go through Black Lives Matter. Yeah. To okay. Contact see the, BLM if yeah. you want to see it, and we'll definitely get it out. And if enough people reach out to us saying that yeah. they want to see it, we might we might host a viewing night yeah. or multiple viewing nights okay. because it's history that needs to be learned every day, not just during Black History Month. And Black Good Lives point. Matter has exactly. uh, Peterborough has a Facebook page that you can connect with. We're also on Instagram under the same handle. Beautiful. Um, just picking up a little bit on what you just said, uh, Niambi, I think it's really important to think about the fact that, um, that you know, there's a kind of um, a sweet part of Black History Month, which is about, and very important, which is about recognizing hidden history, shining a light on the contributions of people of African descent in um, Canada. But it's also a really important month to make us all think about the current political climate and about the struggle against racism. And I was reading something, I think, um, I forget, not exactly. Maybe Maya Angelou wrote about it isn't enough just to not be racist. You have to be actively anti-racist. Mm. And I think that's yeah, a exactly. really important theme um, uh, of Black History Month and why we wanted to shine a, a light on it here at um, the Electric City Culture Cast to recognize not only the contributions of people, but the struggles that people have had and that they continue to have. Um, Charmaine, I'm just wondering if you could um, also talk to people a little bit about the Race Relations Committee and what it does and why it's connected to um, Black Lives Matter or how it's connected and to Black History Month. Um, well, um, unfortunately, um, Peter Brawl has um, a, a high a hate crime rate um, that unfortunately has um, increased um, in 2017 compared to 2016. So we have a long way to go as far as racism is concerned here in, in our city. And also with the incoming of people of color um, really um, coming and living, making Peterborough their home, 
we need to make this place uh, a place of welcome and inclusion. And so we have to go out in the community and to fight racism. So as a CRRC, uh, we're working with the uh, Peterborough Police um, to- um, Really important. Yeah, mm -hmm. and also like New Canadian Center and just really um, putting the word out that we're, um, we need to make a difference here by uh, having an anti-racist um, society and um, putting out the welcome mat, you could say. I know that I count on both the Race Relations Committee website and Twitter account and Instagram account and Facebook and um, Black Lives Matter to keep me informed of, of demonstrations, of get-togethers, of important events happening because racist incidents and racist issues arise in the province all the time and we all need to come out, whether we're part of the black community, the indigenous community, the settler community, if you're old Italian ladies like me. Everybody's got to get out there and be part of the fight. Stephen, you played a central role in the announcement of Black History Month um, last week, but you mentioned to me that you were in Ottawa for the Canada's Black History Month. Yes, in fact, on Monday, I was in Ottawa for an event uh, by the Prime Minister and our Minister of Heritage Culture. Um, and the Prime Minister has typically held an event, and this year was a significant uh, uh, event we know it was focused more so on youth for them understanding and knowing their past in order for them to chart their future. Uh, in fact, the MC for the event was this brilliant little ten-year-old. <laughs> so great. Yeah. So were there artists performing? Uh, there were a number of artists. Uh, the uh, uh, gospel choir uh, performed in auto. In fact, there was a live painting of Josiah Henson being done. Oh, wow! And the unveiling of the uh, a new stamp for Canada's first postmaster, as well as uh, the uh, coin, uh, silver th coin for. Uh, oh. Oh, uh, viola. Viola Desmond. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I'm having those brain moments. Okay. <laughs> it's the weather. It's also a rough month on us, y'all. We're supposed to be celebrating out here. Okay. So I know that um, I wanted to talk today too. We've talked a little bit about Black History Month. Um, we'll talk about some of the events going on. But Niembi, I wonder if you could tell us more about Black Lives Matter as an organization and what it does. Um, Black Lives Matter as an organization in general, like in terms of what every chapter, regardless of city or country, it's in is trying to do is to not only bring awareness to how much um, racism and oppression we face on the daily, but how that that racism and oppression is so systemic and so deeply rooted in some of the foundations that we don't think to ask questions about or ask why things work this way and we're just all as a whole as the black collective trying to bring awareness to things that we've always been noticing since time we're just at the point where we're really out loud wondering why nobody else has been noticing it aside from other people of color who are in their own way facing their own systematic oppressions but even on those levels as people of color we need to acknowledge our intersections among each other and come 
together and work together in fighting that systemic oppression instead of continuing to be overrun by it and not only mm -hmm. that allowing them to use it to pit us against each other so there's practical aspect of it there's like a political motivation aspect consciousness raising aspect so many levels and so many intersections and that's why at the end of the day a lot of black folks don't understand why people see the name black lives matter and get so scared when at the end of the day we're just fighting for the same things you've been fighting for since time we've been fighting for since time and we just have a name now and I guess everybody's upset about it because we can't have anything. I'm not upset about it. <laughs> Give thanks. <laughs> Equality, justice, fair treatment. These are the, supposed to be the cornerstones of Canadian society and organizations like Black Lives Matter, the Race Relations Committee, and Black History Month are all absolutely critical to making that a reality and not just um, a dream. I'm going to just mention a couple of events going on this month that sound fantastic. Um, Charmaine mentioned Many Windows, One Light at the Mount on uh, February 9th. The uh, Kawartha Pine Ridge District School Board is screening Africville Remembered, um, which I have a soft spark cause, uh, for that film because I know the filmmaker quite well at 2 p.m. at 633 Monaghan Road. And what's something I'm really looking forward to, February 23rd at Calvary Church on Lansdowne, the Peterborough Singers, Soul to Roots and Rights. So uh, everybody should remember that the Peterborough Singers came second in the Na CBC National Choir Competition. This is a 100-voice choir absolutely superior and they're going to rock it out and I know they have some fantastic guest stars that will be there um, check out their website the Peterborough Singers and uh, at the Lions Community Centre 347 Burnham Street Stealing Away Home Archaeology and the Underground Railroad Charmaine, am I stealing your thunder by no, talking no. about all these events? No, 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 it's good. It's okay. all good. Um, that's the, this is a great one. The Peterborough chapter of the Ontario Archaeological Society will host um, a talk by a historian and archaeologist, Dr. Carolyn Smarts Frost, and it's on the history of underground railroad sites in Ontario, which Stephen and I were talking a little yeah. bit about the history of the Underground Railroad well, earlier. Josiah today. Henson on the... Uh, you know, which inspired the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's right, yeah. Um, you know, the Underground Railroad Canadians are always really, really proud, as they should be, of, of the role of Canadians in the Underground Railroad and helping um, slaves in the United States come to freedom in Canada, but we can't forget that slavery was a real and manifest thing here in Peterborough, mm -hmm. um, particularly in eastern Canada and, and in Quebec uh, for a long time. Uh, just and that the history of black people in Canada goes really far back. Actually, I found some uh, sources around 1600, but particularly um, with the loyalists coming uh, during the American Revolution. Nambi, did you want to say something? Yeah, I have a few events that I would like to All right, to some more events. And things happening. Um, especially for Black History Month, like Black Lives Matter, Nogajewina specifically, has been on top of and making sure to post content for black folks, but also for people who are following her, our page who consider themselves ally. So please make sure to like and follow us on Facebook, to follow us on Instagram. We're 
always posting stories. We'll be posting features over the month of local Black-owned businesses to support, especially during Black History Month. But always, we will be um, organizing with a few uh, event organizers in this city who have acknowledged that they have dropped the ball during Black History Month and are willing to work with us as an organization in order to correct and create the space that we need in order to celebrate our culture and our heritage. So um, the first one that we have posted is Borderless Presents Black Love and Black History, and it'll be happening at Sadler House at 7.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. It'll be featuring a bunch of dope artists that I don't think Peter Bro's ever seen before. Um, EJ and I will be there, but, like, honestly, we're not even the main attraction. It's going to be lit. Um, it's going to be lit. It's going to be on February 16th, okay. and also on the same night. We haven't announced this yet, but we are going to be having a Black Lives Matter dance party in celebration of Black History Month and also as a fundraiser for Black folks in the community to get resources and get basic things we need like food and groceries mm -hmm. because nobody wants to hire us at the end of the day to do the work that we've been doing every day since time. So come out to that dance party. Keep track of our pages for all the things that we will be posting in all the future events. There's so many more and like I'm about to show y'all a whole world and a whole community that you really shouldn't have been sleeping on, but it's calm. We're gonna make you see that like we're right, here and we deserve to be acknowledged. Hot night at Sadler House on February 16th at 7.30 p.m. $10 or pay what you can. And speaking of hot artists, I am now gonna turn the show over to Niambi Lee. And then um, Elizabeth Jenkins. Niembi um, has been in Peterborough and active for a long time. I think of her as one of the outstanding spoken word artists in our city and in our country. We're thrilled to have her tonight, and she's going to do a poem for us. Niembi Lee. Niembi Tree. <laughs> I'm in the process of a name change. It's okay. Um, I wrote this poem last night, so it's fresh off the page, but I'm not scared to share it. And even though on the surface it might not seem like it's about anything, I would really ask people to ask themselves the hard questions and look deeper than the metaphors and think about at the end of the day if the people you love who are black folks in the community, if they lost their lives and became ghosts, how comfortable would you feel with that decision knowing if you did enough or not? So it's called If I Were a Ghost. If I were a ghost, I would definitely visit you. And yes, I would probably want to rush to see your face, but I'd have to check on the house plants first, because you probably forgot to water them. If I were a ghost, I'd be mad I couldn't still cook you dinner. I mean, I know if I worked long enough, but who really has time with all the ghost things? If I were a ghost, I'd still check on you to make sure you were okay. You just wouldn't know about it. If I were a ghost, I'd still ask questions like, do you think ghosts can annoy other ghosts? If I were a ghost, I'd walk by your side so you'd never be alone, except the times you would have to be, because I walk with other people too. If I were a ghost, I bet I'd be hilarious. If I become a ghost, I hope they take requests, because I'm trying to level ancestor. If I were a ghost, I'd miss the sunshine, 
perpetually committing to limbo, hoping to just catch it again. If I were a ghost, I'd clean your house, but only if you earned it. If I were a ghost, I'd wonder if ghosts ever cleaned my house and I just never knew about it. If I were a ghost, I'd live by the ocean or in a tree. Although a herd of elephants might be nice too, I bet being a ghost won't make me less indecisive or fall in love less or not get hurt. If I were a ghost, I wouldn't write poems. I wouldn't write poems about sanity or heartbreak or existing or anything. When I become a ghost, I will have nothing, only you, only our memories, only hope that if I were a ghost, you would still want me to hang around. End poem. I'm snapping my fingers, which I don't do well because of neuropathy in my hands. Here, I've got a chorus going. Niambi, thank you so much. Thank you. Up next... Elizabeth Jenkins, otherwise known as EJ, um, has been in Peterborough for quite a while. She's been a co-organizer of the uh, Canadian Festival of Spoken Word in 2017, a member of the Peterborough Poetry Slam team in Winnipeg. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And she really uh, works around some of her own personal experiences and her Belizean heritage um, and sheds light on Issues like race, gender, class struggles. Uh, I heard her um, at the Ada Lee Keys to the City ceremony and the mm -hmm. Declaration of Black History Month. It's a big deal, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Take it away, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to do the same poem I did um, at the ceremony. Yay. <laughs> And it's called Baobab, and I will do a little introduction. So I had a dream, and um, I was struggling with my blackness in this community that doesn't hold black people very well. And I am a mixed girl, and I never really felt like I fit in anywhere because I was too black for my white family and uh, too white for my black family, or so I felt. So um, I struggled a lot with that, and... My granny came to me in a dream and she was an elephant and I woke up and I wrote this poem and I sent it to Niambi mm -hmm. <laughs> because it had an elephant in it and it made me think of her as well. So um, mm -hmm. I'm also just going to say there are two members of the Poetry Slam Collective team from 2017 in the room right now. Bop, bop, all right. Times we've been on the team. We came in <laughs> fourth in all of Canada. So all right. I, congratulations. That until two black girls, two black dope poets got on the team and handled business. Mm -hmm. We didn't do it alone but like it matters pay attention everybody i like to say we broke some necks that that year everybody was shook <laughs> all righty so this is baobab how long have they tread the same paths walking on pie plate feet through the shade of the baobab how old is their skin Hanging heavy from those dangerous bones they say that the african elephant is the most difficult to work with and isn't that just like an African? I dream I am walking with them through the forest, crushing trees, fording rivers, wrecking homes. My little hands join in the wake of their destruction. In my dreams, when night falls, our matriarch gathers us close, teaches us of our history, of how, when we lift trees from the soil, we must stop every time and appreciate the sweetness of our own roots. 
In my dreams, she wraps her thick trunk around us small ones. Let me tell you our story. Her warm voice caresses our wild. Let me tell you of lifetimes before when I had daughters such as you. They were beauty and grace. Their voices encompassed my earth. They, like you, ran free like the wild until one day they were taken from me. Loaded on boats, beautiful tusks slipped to fit behind glass, chains on their legs, captors took my daughters across oceans, attempting to break beautiful, but they could not see what could not be broken. My children joined with kin who had been taken before them. They were put to work, taught with hooks and whips, made to dance for pleasure. Captors took babies to be raised, having never tasted freedom. Used my children until they could take not one moment more. And one by one, my beautiful daughters, they broke free, took trees from ground, leveled fences, each reveling in newfound freedom, and without boats, my beautiful daughters returned to me. In moments before gunfire, my children crossed oceans to tell me, Mama, I did not take my own life. I simply refused to continue living the life they told me that I owned. My matriarch pulls me tight, Rumbling softly into chest tells me it's time to leave this dream, touches my cheek softly, and I wake to her words dancing in my heart. My daughter, when you rise, please hold these words close. My children are buried in lands that are not home. This world holds little kindness for us in the lessons that we learn. Avoid those who take us from the places our hearts reside, and in the end, no captors will bury rifle to skull. Tell stories of how you raged. Create a reason why your spirit is not eligible for parole. Their world will not be kind to you, my kings and queens. Remember, though you are a tiny elephant, your spirit has walked along beneath the great baobab. So when you rage, rage with all the wild your ancestors owned. Live the story that you wish to write and remember. African elephants... We are the most difficult to work with. We remember lifetimes, raise generations, and when we rise, not even bullets can stop our wild. And isn't that just like a black woman? Yeah. All right, Elizabeth. It's, it's really hard to say anything after hearing two poems like that. You've moved us deeply and taught us so much. If you want to see and hear more of these fantastic women and their work, please check out Black Love and History at Sadler House on February 16th at 7.30. We've got to wrap up the show and I'm going to say thank you to uh, Niambi, Charmaine, uh, Elizabeth and um, Stephen. Thank you to Mauricio and Trent Radio for making this show possible. Uh, do we have one second for Niambi? Okay. There you go. Madam. Okay, thank you. Um, Black Lives Matter would like to announce a visual series that we want to put on for all of Black History Month. So if you are a black person in this city who is okay with reaching out to us in any way, you can even do it to me personally, sending us a video of your experiences of like racism in this city and some of the worst things that white people in this city have done to you specifically, please send us a video and we would love to share it so that people know that it's not just happening in some other cities. It is happening to the people you call friends, the people you say you love. And if you don't do something about it, we will continue to get treated like this every single day. Thank you. 
Thanks. Check out the Electric City Culture Council website if you want more information on Black History Month um, events. And just remember to keep Black History Month and everything that it means, everything that it says and does in your hearts and your minds all year round. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank Thanks. you, Sue. Thank you. Thank you. The moon is the same moon above you, aglow with its cool evening light, but shining at night in Tunisia, never does it shine so bright. The stars are aglow in the heavens, but only the wise understand that shining at night in Tunisia, they guide you through the desert sand. A deeper night in a world ages old The cares of the day seem to vanish The ending of day brings release Each wonderful night in Tunisia Where the nights are filled with peace